The blessing is a result of God's great love for you. Today on The Believer's Voice of Victory, Gloria and Kelly Copeland show that the heart of the Father is revealed through Jesus and by the Word. Now here's Gloria. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly's back with us today, and she's got some good words for us. I'm telling you, the word's the bottom line to victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So pay attention to it. Listen to these broadcasts. Read your own Bible. Believe and say what it says. Everything's going to be all right. I like that, don't you? All. A-L-L. All. Right. right. Hallelujah. I remember one time we were, I don't remember what it was. I was concerned about something and this was years ago and I was talking to dad about it. He goes, it's going to be all right. Like, are you nuts? It's going to be all right. And I don't know, somehow the way he said it, I was like, yeah, yeah. And I got an agreement with that word. That's right. And so it was all right. It was all right. Praise it's God. always all right. And oh, you know, when we get in agreement with the word, it can be all right. That's right. Because our getting in it, our agreeing with it is what makes it true for us. That's true. It's true. The word That's is true. That's our part. That's our part. Our part is to believe. Jesus God said that in John chapter his 6. His part. Hallelujah. He does. And so I, we were talking, we started talking yesterday about how we began to know the word, how this family got started knowing Jesus was when we began to know the word. Mm -hmm. You met Jesus on one word, really one sentence in the Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. That one scripture. Will be added unto you and you read it and you're like, oh, and something <laughs> you hooked into it. That's right. And it was an open door to where we sit now. That's true. Open door to the family you have. First step. Open door to yeah. the body of healing, healing and that you have and the ministry of healing that you've given to others First and the God. word and the word that, that you both have preached. Hard but part's simple. God's done the hard part. He's done all the hard part. And where we mess it up is when we try to do the hard part. That's right. And so um, we, uh, then you went, the Lord took you from that word several years, life just began to gradually change, probably not drastically, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. better. And then you ended up in Tulsa yeah. where you learned Mark 11, 23. That's right. And so we were talking about that yesterday and we ended up, we didn't get down to Mark 11, 23. We started up earlier, but you know, Jesus had gone into the temple the day before he went to turn the money changers over. And he had gone in and looked around, it said. He didn't say anything. But how did he know that things weren't right in the temple? By the word. Because he said, my father's house would be known as a house of prayer, a place of prayer, not this, what you've made it. So just the same way Jesus, you know, and what is true for us is true for Jesus. He found himself in the word. Yep. He found his calling in the word. He found what things ought to look like in the word, not in what religious people said, but in the word and yes. in the scriptures. So we see Jesus do with the scriptures to know himself, to know the father. We see him do that the same way that we should do That's that. That's right. That's what we do. 
and it's through his word. There's in this week and next, we're going to talk about knowing him in his word and knowing him in worship. You get a different, how I said, you get a different aspect of Jesus when you worship than when you read the word. It's like, it's, it's a, you get a more full picture when you have both of those. You have a more full picture when you have, ex, when you experience Jesus through prayer. You have a more uh, full picture when you experience him through all the ways we can experience him, which I probably don't even know what all those are, but I'm learning. But just this week and next, focusing on knowing him through his word, knowing him through worship, you get a really full picture of who Jesus is and not just a knowledge of who he is in your head, but an intimate knowing him like we know each other. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes even deeper than even you and I can know each other because though I see the fruit of what's in your heart, I don't know your heart exactly, but he knows our heart inside and out. That's right. And he wants us to know his heart inside and out. And so really ultimately, and I probably will say something similar to this these next two weeks several times, ultimately Jesus is here so that we can know what's inside the Father's heart because there's no way to know what's inside the Father's heart other than going through Jesus. And you know, really, I, I don't even, I, I'm not even sure that what's inside the Father's heart is as fully expressed in the Word of God as we will know when we get so close in and intimate to Him that we know Him ourselves, the Father. But Jesus, everything Jesus is doing is pointing us to the Father. And so everything the Word does points us to Jesus who points us to the Father. It's like the house that Jack built, you know. (laughs) It's a layer upon layer upon layer. And for you guys, the layer started with seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Then... That's uh, where we were. That means that you had to have an open door to know Jesus. And that was it. And I love that our needs, God will use our physical needs to open the door to Jesus. But we are never to try to get our physical needs met any other way but through Jesus. Like he is having those physical needs met like you experience, it didn't come apart from Jesus. It came through Jesus. Your needs were met. And that's how he wants us to be. He didn't want us to focus on the need. He wants us to focus on him. So when we focus on the need, we get all well, messed up. We get all off track. We and focus it doesn't on what anything. the Word says, and then we get everything straight. Right. And so oh, what yeah. the Word says is, though, pointing us to Jesus. Of course. And so here he says, uh, of course, he went into the temple, knocked over the money changers, tables. He's, what is he doing? He is setting his father's temple right. He's getting it back to what it should be, a house of prayer for all nations. It says, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they they began planning to kill him, how to kill him. But they were afraid of him. It shows you they didn't have a very good attitude. very smart. (laughs) Because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, 
Jesus and his disciples left the city. Oh, I skipped the whole part where he cursed the fig tree, didn't I? Verse 12, the next morning as they were leading, leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs, but there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, or some translation says, Jesus answered the tree. So that tree, you could say that circumstance was talking to him. That's right. And he talked to it. And he talked <laughs> to the circumstances. And you know, he did not curse that tree, actually. Um, in the word, Peter's the one that said he cursed it. He said, the tree you cursed has withered and died. All Jesus said is, may no one ever eat your fruit again. He could, that well, tree could have had fruit. He didn't fruit. do it any good. He didn't do it any good. <laughs> but you know, that tree could have had fruit and no one ever eat it. But all Jesus said was, that tree answered him and Jesus spoke back. Our circumstances talked to us. We I mean, that back. tree spoke to him and he answered back. When our circumstances talk to us, we, talk back. we know this pattern. We know what to do because we know Jesus here. And I think when you begin to read deeper into it, to know Jesus, you begin to realize things more about Jesus in here than just a rule or a regulation. When you see the heart of Jesus behind something, his heart was here and no tree talking to me. I'm answering back. That gives us the courage and the ability and the understanding to answer back to things that try to talk to us. Well, remember that what Jesus was doing there was teaching just like we he are. Teaching. He was teaching the people how things were. Yeah. And if they got it and did it, it worked for them. And mom, that's a really good point. And actually you've kind of jumped over several, you know, several days worth of stuff just to say <laughs> he was here to teach us. He was here to Lead teach us the disciples. Yeah. And actually, you have to remember, you know, I read the word and I'm, I have the benefit of having read all this word. I know more than the disciples did. Sometimes we don't well, stop and think about out. that we know more literally than the disciples did. They didn't know what was coming ahead. We know. I think it's an interesting thing to read the word like you like you said in your book in uh, Walk with God you talked about reading it like you'd never heard it before mm -hmm. reading it with um you know just a a keen sense of desire to know Jesus you'll gain more out of it. So anyway, he Well, after Jesus went to the cross, we were in a different place cuz he bore the curse. And now all of the good things belong to us. He hadn't borne the curse before he went to the cross. And he wasn't, wasn't in them. He came to deliver the word to them and go to the cross so that he could be in them. And every bad thing is under the curse. Lack, sickness, all, kind, all kinds of poverty, everything bad. If you look up the curse in Deuteronomy 28, you will not be able to find any bad thing that you haven't already been delivered from through Jesus taking the curse for you, for you, for you. He took it for us so that we could be free. Now it's up to us to find out 
about how to be free, what the Word says to receive it, believe it, do it, act on it. Because I remember, I know the Lord loved us just as much before we made Jesus Lord of our lives, but He couldn't bless us because we didn't know anything. We weren't living after the Word of God. We didn't know to live after the Word of God. But after we got born again, we began to sit under Brother Hagin, who taught us how to obey the Word and the truth. Everything began to change, and it's still changed, and we're blessed, and you can be blessed. All we had to do was find out what the Word says and do agree with it. Say it. Believe it. Take it. It's a good way. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. Now, you were raised that way. But, of course, Ken and I were not raised that way. He had, his parents were good people. They knew the Lord, but they didn't understand about faith until after we were, Ken was grown, and even after we were married, we began to learn about faith from Kenneth Hagin. And that changed everything. Glory to God. And in that, Mom... Just to stop and think just a minute, why did he even do all that? Why is all the sickness and lack and disease and all that under the curse of the law? Why has God declared that's not okay? That's what the curse of the law is. It's like this stuff is every not sickness, for you. Every disease <laughs> is under the curse. It's because he loves us. So people get so focused on, you know, I'm trying to walk with God. I'm trying to obey, but it's just too hard. Take your mind off of that and put it onto the fact that the very reason he said not, he, he laid out things that we should do and not do That's right. is not because he wanted us to keep a bunch of rules. It's because he loved us. Sure. And he wants us to walk in the blessed side of truth. The curse is a truth. It's the truth. It's true. It's, it's there. true. And it is the truth in the sense that if you do these things, this is the result. Now, let's think about, think about the garden. This is probably off our subject, but nah, we don't care. <laughs> we're flowing. Uh, there was uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden. They had one do not. Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was had they obeyed God and not eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they'd never have known the curse. They chose the curse when they chose to disobey God and the curse came on them and they fell. And now their spirit that was life is now darkness and the, the, they have to deal with the curse. And there was no remedy for that until there was a savior that came. And what did the scripture say? He bore the curse for us. So Jesus himself came in the flesh and bore the whole curse in his own body on the tree or on the cross for me, for you, for you. And we can be free. He made us free from the curse. Isn't that great? Think about it. Now, all these years, that's held true with uh, generation after generation. We were made free. We were made free. We were made free. All we have to do is receive it. And we did. We personally did. And other people, thousands and thousands have done that. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you haven't accepted the freedom that really belongs to you through Jesus Christ. Just receive him and say, Jesus, 
I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Say what I said. I said, take my life and do something with it. I knew nothing much at all about the scripture, but I knew that much. And that changed everything in my life. Everything. And you fell in love with them. Oh, of course. And I loved, I found out about the truth and I loved the truth and I loved the word. And, and I, the more I read, the freer I got. And I received it. Hallelujah. And what you found out that day was... And I said, I would never be a preacher's wife. Well, I wouldn't have been in the normal, in the natural. <laughs> but uh, it, it slipped up on me. You know what I mean? He just... But he, he started you at the very beginning. We, there is a starting place. I like the way you said it here. I'm going to find this here. And we will get through Mark 11 at some point. But Sometime this is really good. This is your future. book, Walk with God. We're giving this away. You know this is a growing process. Growing spiritually is like growing physically. And you go on to talk about how, you know, you, your mother doesn't expect you to walk the second that you're born. But spiritual things are the same way. You have to walk with God one day at a time, mm -hmm. starting where you are today. He doesn't expect you to start where they are or where I am or where anybody else is. You have to grow up. You have to grow. However, because there are people like you guys that have expounded on the Word and made it so easy, we, give it, we even give it away. Because of that, you can grow quicker. Yeah. But right. God doesn't expect you to start anywhere but the beginning. You have to walk with God one day at a time, starting where you are today. You cannot start where someone else is. That's right. So don't ever judge yourself by somebody else's walk. And conversely, don't ever judge somebody else by your walk. They're where they are. You must start where you are, but you have to start. You will never grow if you do not give God your time. If you do not spend time in the Word That's and right. in prayer, if you do not listen to your spirit, you will never grow. You have to do certain things to grow. All God asks of you is that you begin where you are today. It's, it's so simple. It's a wonderful walk. When it's you, a wonderful walk. When you get under walk. the teaching of the Word of God, you and, go from one blessing to the next, one freedom to the next. And really, the same way this fruit tree, let me, let me just read this real quick. It says, when they passed by it again, they noticed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said mm -hmm. to the tree on the previous day and said, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. What a simple thing. What a simple Believe way to God. live. He's saying, look at, me, look at how I did that. Have faith in God. You want to do that? Have faith in God. You want your words to matter? Use God's words. Have faith in God. And when you just, if you look at this verse, I'm going to flip it around a little bit. The same way that that tree dried up because God, Jesus spoke to it with power and told it, no man will eat fruit of you again, fruit of you again forever. He spoke that over that tree. Well, he has spoken other things over us right. that are good, not to dry up. He's spoken the blessing of it. Uh, everything in here that's for us, that's blessing. 
He's spoken to us, That's but right. it operates the same way. Whosoever this, shall say. That's how you get it. That's how you That's get it. How you and manifest. Jesus really is describing what he did to make the roots dry up. But he also spoke good things over us about that from the root up, from the root out, our lives are blessed when we take what he said and agree with it. Now, he's not going to do any of this to us apart from us wanting it and receiving it. So what we're doing when we say it is we're laying hold of the love that he has for us when he says, you're blessed. The love he has for us when he says, you're healed, your needs are met. When the word says those things, no lack, all the blessings in Deuteronomy 28, when he speaks those and we lay hold of them and we say them, then it's him saying them. It's the word saying them. He's like, that's all you got to do. Have faith in God. You just say, and he tells us the process. Believe and say. You can say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can say to debt, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. Sickness by his stripes, I'm healed and it will happen. But the key now, you've got to have, uh, you've got to have Mark 11, 22, that says have faith in God. Really believe it will happen. Yes, have faith in God. How do you get to where you believe that? By putting the word of God, where God gives it to you, says it to you in your eyes, in your ears, and it gets down in your heart and you bring it back out your mouth and you take it. Healing's mine, healing belongs to me. Jesus himself, I have it. And Isaiah, that he himself bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. By his stripes, I was healed. That's mine, Kelly. (laughs) I take it. I'm healed. We take it. it. Kelly and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.